stuff. It's episode 67 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to one of those creators, Michael Napolitano from Preschool of Rock and from Michael and the Rock Nest Monsters, who have a brand new album coming out on a... Well, you can't really pay for that kind of advertising anywhere. So thanks to my three-year-old for jumping in and making sure you guys knew you were listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Anyhow, talking to Michael Napolitano from Michael and the Rock Nest Monsters. And do you have anything you want to say? Um, uh, okay, this is the danger of recording when everyone is still awake. Here comes another one. Anything you want to say? Let's go Cubbies! Let's go Let's go Cubbies. Okay. Anyway. Let's go Ninja Warriors. Let's go Ninja Warriors. Great. All right. So anyhow, um, you found the show where I talk to people like Michael who are creators of good stuff for kids and families. They have a brand new record coming out on Friday, this Friday, April the 28th, and it's filled with great, great music. And if you stay tuned all the way to the end of the show, you will hear their song, Elevator Song, in its entirety. And it's a funny one. And we talked a little bit about it in our interview. You know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my life and heard a lot of interviews in my life. And, you know, since I started this podcast, I like study, you know, I study people and how they talk to people. And one of the cool things that that people that people talk about is that when they're talking to someone and interviewing them, they feel like they make friends with them and like they want to hang out. And I I felt that way about my conversation with Michael. And and it's uh, really cool to to feel that and to connect with someone that you've never met before and talk to them about what they do in music and it's amazing. I think you'll really enjoy my talk with Michael. Of course, anything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com or drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. And I, I need your help, folks. If you have a small person that you like to listen to this particular podcast with, and by small person, I'm talking about your kids, and, and you want to record them, like just open up a voice memo and have them say good stuff, I'd love to put that on the show. You know, I call them like segment separators. That's my fancy podcast producer way of saying the thing that goes in between the things. So if you record your kids saying good stuff and email it to me at mike at goodstuffpod.com, it'll be on the show and you'll probably hear it again and again and again, as long as we keep doing this Good Stuff Kids podcast. Anyhow, coming up right now, four plus one, top four songs in my car, plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. Was it a winner? You'll have to listen to find out. And then stay tuned, Michael Napolitano coming at you. And all the way at the end, the elevator song from the brand new record, Funny Faces by Michael and the Rock Ness Monsters. Yes. Coming in at number four this week is We're the Same from the Lion Guard soundtrack. At the end of the day, it is like water into rain. And now a classic redone by the Okie Dokie Brothers, 
future guests of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. It's Big Rock Candy Mountain. If you like candy, this song is for you. In the Big Rock Candy Mountain, there's a land that's fair and bright. Where the butterscotch grows on bushes and you can sleep out every night. Where the boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day. On the birds and the bees and the peppermint trees, the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock. And this is kind of a big one, I think. My five-year-old daughter was asking about what the song was when we were out to dinner just the other night. And it turns out, it seems like we may have inevitably reached the inevitable point where we inevitably listen to Madonna. This is Holiday. Six minutes long. Did you know that this song is six minutes long? That's insane. enough of that one i think i think we're gonna get plenty of that in the years to come in six minutes six minutes of that thing anyway number one requested by my five-year-old multiple times oompa loompa from the original willy wonka and the chocolate factory soundtrack sweet And our plus one this week is If You Only Knew by Catherine Calder. Catherine's been on the countdown before, a song called Blue Sky, a bunch of months ago. But this one, I, I can't even determine if it was a winner or not. We listen to it a lot in the car, and I've been listening to it a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. It's the first time in a long time that I've wanted to listen to a song on repeat. You know, I finished it, and then I want to start it all over again. There's something very comforting about it, something very familiar about it. There's, like, maybe a Paul Simon thing, and it's just a well-written song, and, like, a lot of a lot of people singing at the same time. It just reminds me of good things, and it's a good song. And I think if you listen to the whole thing, you will also get it stuck in your head, and you will also love it. So I highly recommend, I'm going to play you a snippet of it, but look it up. It's great. Really great. A++. It's a winner for me. Now let's try this. Hey guys, was this week's song a winner? What song? I have someone say what song and someone shake their head no. So take that for what it's worth. If you like this or any of the other music that you heard this week, you can find all of it on Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. Support these artists. So good. Listen to a little bit more of If You Only Knew by Catherine Calder. Good stuff.
It is, uh, it's beyond amazing and fun to welcome Michael Napolitano from Michael and the Rock Nest Monsters slash Preschool of Rock to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? What's going on, man? I'm glad to be here. You know it. <laughs> I do know it. Well, I don't know. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so we are, uh, <laughs> we are, we are off to a good start. We had, um, you know, t- exchanged some texts earlier today, and and I think that Siri did not do right by us, and we had thought about um, having this whole conversation via Siri just to see what would happen. But maybe this is a better idea. I know we would have been. It. I really didn't start off good. I mean, <laughs> some of the things I was sending you it was like, what what is going on here? Um, just type. Yeah. So you you just showed me your new office and and the town that you're you're living and working in. It was where you grew up, right? So where are you from? That's right. Tiny little town called Metuchen, New Jersey. It's it's a small, it's it's inside of another larger town called Edison, but it's a little borough. They call it the Brainy Borough because a lot of the people here work at Rutgers University. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. know this, I know the Scarlet Knights a little bit. And and actually, there was a debate back in the eighteen hundreds, uh, late eighteen hundreds, about between us and I think Madison or Milburn, something like that, about who was the brainiest and they had all these essays written by these really <laughs> smart guys who lived in town. It's pretty intense. Wow. But we, we won. The Oval, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, that's, that's very, very interesting. So you have a lot of pride, a lot of pride for where you're from. I love right. this place. Amazing. So you, there's, there's a lot for us to talk about here. Um, we're going to talk about you, you and your band, the the Rockness Monsters, and the new record coming out. But there's more to you and what you do than the band. So before we get into any of it, can you tell me like how you got started in music and and that kind of thing, like leading up to maybe preschool yeah. rock? It's all started right here in Metuchen, man. Yeah. So uh, my father's a musician. So my brothers are drummers. They're older than me. My my oldest brother's quite a bit older than me. So kind of he had a drum kit. My father had a drum kit, sat me down. I was at rehearsals, going to see my dad play, going to see my brother play, brothers play really young. Uh, so I was like the first, you know, I run this school called Preschool of Rock. And I was pretty much the first preschool of rocker, uh-huh. you know, yeah. because I was literally plopped on a drum kit at three. So that's kind of how it started. And then... Uh, I played all through high school and I kind of, I wanted to go to school for music, but, uh, you know, music's a hard way to make a living. You know, my father was very protective of me and and he dealt with a lot of stuff with music. So he didn't really want that. Didn't stop me though. (laughs) I I kept playing in in college. I played in more bands than you could. It was like Williamsburg, I swear to God. And I played, I played in so many bands. Uh, so, um, when I, once I left, I, I actually started working for Blue Man, and and I worked for Blue Man for ten years, and kept playing music, kept playing music, um, and then they opened a school, and they knew I was a super goofball, and they asked me to come in there and teach music to the kids, and I did. Is that so through, started, through through Blue Man? Through Blue Man. Oh, so cool. Blue Man had a first. I was with the the Blue Man separately, uh-huh. uh, writing new content with them, being part of a team that created. You know, yeah. new stuff that everyone sees and hears. Very cool. Oh, wow. So you were, it, did you ever have the, the paint on? And just no, 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 okay. no. I was fully, I performed a few times live, but it was really uh, behind the scenes, loading in new shows, coming up with new car- concepts, developing new instruments, oh, working cool. on records, uh-huh. like, you know, 90 hours a week. Yeah. You know, just all in, just uh-huh. music, music, 
and and not just music like you know. I mean, think about Blue, Blue Man music. Everything was new. Right. Everything was different, and everything was a little kooky. Right. It has a lot a lot of similarities to what me and my you know uh, community of kindy artists do. Mm-hmm. Very similar, mm-hmm. and I think without Blue Man, uh, I wouldn't be doing Michael and the Rockness. It's very a lot of commonalities. You know, I'm not I'm not like uh, ripping anything off, but without it, I don't think I would have been here. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I went to teach at their school. I loved it. Turned out I was a natural. Uh-huh. Started writing music. Started teaching at other schools. Boom. Preschool of Rock was born. Um, and I, I wanted to, my kids got older, so I wanted to reach them. And I wanted to reach their friends and the kids that I had taught, you know, are grow old. You know, we stay the same, but all these kids are growing up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, well, well uh, done, well done. And then, and then, you know, I wanted to reach them, so I'm starting to write about a little more mature content, and as well, getting goofy to the point where, you know, we have a song now called "Elevator Song." Mm-hmm. You know, a three-year-old or a two-year-old's not going to understand that, right? But a seven-year-old is, and they're going to laugh their butt off, and right. that's that's the plan. So, um, you know, it's kooky, but uh-huh. uh, so uh, so that's pretty much the whole arc towards where we are right now right right i think we're at the top of the arc but i think it's still going oh no we're still going up 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 there's <laughs> so. this guy's the limit um, I think so, so. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about the elevator song because i was listening to it last night and i laughed out loud at like 10 o'clock at the kitchen table <laughs> when that goes on. so like so there's definitely something there but um so preschool of rock to me sounds like i wish we had it here in the bay area for my little kids what's the uh what sets you apart from other like kids music kinds of group setting kinds of things first since this is going to be broad broadcast you know we're broadcasting right now you know i want to say that we might be changing our name so keep that because we want to reach the overall group of children Older children, so we might change a little bit. Okay, okay. But the the, the elements will still remain the same. Cool. Um, and you were saying preschool of rock. I'm so you did ask me a very specific question. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> so basically, like, what's the what's behind it? How is it different? Um, how do you put your spin on it, etc.? Right. Okay, that's true. All right. So uh, so anybody can go in. Uh, in with kids and throw shakers on the ground and play Mary had a little lamb. Right. 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 I've done, I've done do it. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even me. Exactly. Uh-huh. So yeah. why would you, why would you go to me to do that? Well, why would a school have me in there to, to sing songs that they could very well sing to their children? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of things that are different. I'll just name a few that I think are the highlights. I mean, I have a 40 week curriculum that doesn't repeat. Wow, and it, and it's so we can be with a school a whole year, mm-hmm. and they and the lessons all piggyback on one another, and we're we're learning basic uh, terms, you know, tension, vibration, stuff like that, scientific terms, as well as you know, tone, rhythm, beat, melody, terms, musical terms, like basic musical terms, and getting these across to preschoolers is not the easiest thing. Nope, <laughs> sure not. Slow, and you got to be fun with it. If you're not fun, if you're a preschool teacher, you know any preschool teacher listening right now knows if you're not fun, you're not gonna work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, to true. Find a new job. Yeah, right. Yeah. True. Um, so we make it really fun and uh, and get across all this stuff. We use different instruments each week. Each week is a new instrument. Then we go into the STEM uh, examination of the instrument: science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we do drumming most weeks. 
and some syncopate, syncopated drumming. Uh-huh. With, with threes and up, we start doing some basic sight reading, which you wouldn't think a three-year-old uh, could do, but a three and a half and up can really handle uh, eight bars of, uh, of uh, sight reading. Really? That's cool. Did not, did yeah, not think so of that, yeah. It takes time, but mm-hmm. it, it works, and, and in, the, in a group setting, too. I've, I've had it work cool. pretty well. Um, and that's what I think sets us apart is that we're always looking like, hey, I just gave away all my special sauce on this interview right now. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't feel that way because I think the way we handle it and the way we look at education and children is what makes us different. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily what we do. Sure, what we do is amazing, but it's the way we look at it and the fun and the love and the care we put into the program that really uh, excels not only the program – the children who are in the program, right, know, right, they get a head start because they've experienced our lessons. You know, yeah, and I'm I'm going to double down on that a little bit and just say from speaking with you for like 11 minutes and 43 seconds at this point, like there's a there's a level of energy and there's a level of personality and a level of like. You know, if you came into the classroom, my hunch is like you just kind of explode with happiness and joy, and like, <laughs> that's and right. that just and that draws people in too. So I think that like that's so, sort of an intangible that you can't really teach, but I imagine that that's what you look for, and that's what you pride yourself on. And maybe if you have other facilitators, like that's an important thing that they bring to the table too. That's the number one thing they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Without it, it's, it's not. There's nothing there. Uh huh. Cool. It's all about spirit in the end, isn't it? It's all about yeah, yeah. how you're treating other people and how you look at the world. And, right. And, uh, mind you that I can't go in the classroom and be like, what's up, kids? <laughs> I mean, like, there's a, there's a certain amount of grace going yeah. in because they're in a classroom. Yeah. You don't want to leave them like, Whoa! later, guys, woo Right. I'll see you later and close the door. You know, sometimes if, it's, if I feel like they're really into the lesson and they're getting out of control, we'll do like a humming. Yeah, we'll bring do some humming and bring, bring it down. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got a band. Tell me about your band. Yeah, man, this yeah. band is so good. Uh, these guys are these guys are so good that I kind of stopped playing guitar on some songs. I just put the guitar down. Uh huh. They got it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really a drummer. I mean, I play it all, but if I were, you know, to to you know, I could play drums and think about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Like one of the cooks for dinner. Right, like while it's all happening, right? Yeah, yeah, while it's all happening with one hand scratching my head. <laughs> I got a saucepan in one hand and a drumstick in the other. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making a little melonese. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, the band is amazing. Uh, Brian Gordon, Matt Birmingham, uh, uh, Kieran Gern Malavani, uh-huh. and uh, and Andrew Cowie's our utility man. Just great musicians, really, really wonderful guys. Uh, three of them are preschool of rock teachers, cool. so we're all in. I mean, we love it. Yeah, and they bring that energy. I mean, they they play some of the songs. We kind of put the songs together. Some preschool of rock songs we will play mm-hmm. because they they can make anyone groove. Uh-huh. So, um, and they all know the material. It's great. Yeah, um, and and we we have such a good time on stage. Uh, the, the actual live show, so mm-hmm. we have uh, a lot of crowd participation. We bring people on stage. We get really tribal with tons of drums and percussion instruments on Fun. stage, and props, and kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah, that's... I'm working out right now in rehearsals how to do elevator song on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got it. Don't worry. Don't you got worry. it. Good. 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 Yeah. I think that's that's amazing. Um, 
So, and another like interesting piece of like the concert side of things is like you guys as preschool of rock teachers have spent so much time in the classroom, so much time dealing with kids. Like, you know, how to, how to get them and how yeah. to reach them. So For like, sure. I, I mean, I'm not asking you to, you know, give all, all of your secrets, <laughs> but like, what is uh, one way in which, you know, you guys, when you're doing the sort of like, you know, pretty big rock show, you guys can get loud, but like, how do you uh, make sure that kids are like in it and like engaged Right. You know, it's important. And for this isn't just for me, but for all of my contemporaries who do what we do, we talk about it. You know, there's Kendi, uh, Kendi Com and all this stuff. Right. And we talk about this stuff. And, uh, you know, you need more than just the music. You really do. So we, we do use a lot of props and we make sure that we sculpt the show so that, you know, first of all, there's a lot of there are a lot of uh, performers out there that play, you know, stand behind a mic and play mm -hmm. and play songs. We really don't do that. We do feel that we sculpt the set to make sure that, it, first of all, it flows, but that there's engagement going from song to song. Mm -hmm. So whether it be that I get down off the stage uh -oh. and get in the crowd, oh boy. Or, or I run <laughs> out and grab a mom by the hand and drag her on stage uh -huh. and get a haircut for dinosaur haircut, <laughs> or, and a shave. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and we use a shave, no razor in the blade. No razor, okay. And then uh, this is the last set. I'm not going to tell you what we're doing for this yeah. CD release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is our last year's kind of kind of set. We might pull some of this out for our CD release on uh, May 13th. Um, and then, but we have uh, what else do we do? We pull up some dads to play percussion on stage. Sick. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, so we try and like get the moms up, get the dads up, get get like everyone involved. We'll bring a kid up. We'll ask them questions, hold a mic out so they can answer the questions. Uh, you know, um, we have a lot of props. Yeah, we go fishing. I throw these like blow up fish in the audience, and I go out with a net and scoop them up <laughs> through our song "Fisherman," which is uh -huh. on the last record. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we got "Pirate Song," which is a hit right. on Sirius XM. Yep. And we uh, we got some we got some props for that, of course. Okay. You can use your imagination. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, depending on the show, we'll give out eye patches to the kids and stuff and, like, little necklaces. Cool. So we got to keep it fresh and keep them involved. They, they, as much as they might love music, the music alone is not going to do it. Right. Yeah, you got it's, – it's almost like a holistic approach, actually, the way that you're and, talking about it. Yeah. You know, lastly, I've learned – you know, I did a lot of indie music. I, I played, you know, in my 20s. We were talking about – um, that I'm like a different guy, you know, you yeah. go through a lot of yeah. iterations yep. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, what, what I did, uh, I was like a shoegazer indie rocker uh -huh. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, with this, I think, you know, everybody's got to engage with your eyes. You know, it's mm -hmm. a big thing for me. You got to look, you got to keep your eyes open, wide open and engage your audience. Yeah. And that's a huge part of it. No shoegazing for children. No shoegazing. Right. Right. No, uh, no dinosaur junior. No. no dinosaur junior covers. No, no. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the new record. I mean, you have, I think the you guys have Michael and the Rockness Monsters have one record out, right? Is that right? And then the second right. is on the way, April twenty eighth. And uh, I, I gave it, I gave it a listen, and there's there's a lot going on, like <laughs> in an amazing way. Like the mu the musicality is there, and it, and it's great. And and I would say there's almost like two sides to the record, and they kind of like flow. There's this like extra silly side, and then there's like you know you're, you're you're sort of tackling some tackling some stuff. So give me sort of your uh, your philosophy behind the record. You know, I, it, it I I thought about splitting it up. Oh really? Yeah, you know, and if this record 
if it were a record, you know, if I had printed records, I would right. have probably made the A side silly and the B side serious and called it silly and serious or something like that. Uh-huh. But I, I went, I, I went around that, you know, after a lot of thought and discussions with people about like putting together these silly and serious songs. And cause I was really, you know, the, when you get down to it, every song, even those silly ones kind of have a message. Mm-hmm. Cardboard cutout man. Right. Where oh, yeah. Cut out woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, well, elevator, sorry. There's no message there. Um, <laughs> well, there is. There, you know, it's working together, sort of, working, I guess. I guess. Yeah, working together. Uh, don't, don't buy real fur, maybe. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Let's not do that. Um, yeah. But, um, but, you know, so what it came down, and that's why we positioned the record the way we did, like cardboard cutout and then everything, anything. Uh-huh. So, you know, I was talking with Dean and who, who produced the record, Dean Jones, and uh, is fantastic. I have to say Dean Jones is an amazing artist and mm-hmm. friend and uh, so happy that I met him in my life. But so we do every everything, anything. And and it's like and it's and we talked about putting that second to be like, OK, this 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 record is not just a joke. Mm-hmm. There's some serious stuff we're tackling here. You know, I have older daughters that I'm dealing with confidence and and love and, and how to get through life. Um, so, so I think, I think I'm really silly. I mean, that's what I was trying to be me mm-hmm. on this record. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really happened because I'm also serious. I'm a dad, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. I care about people a lot. You know, I help old ladies across the street. I'm mm-hmm. not even kidding. Like that's my daily life. I hope you all do that. I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying, it's not just like, woo, woo. Right, right, right. You know, there's some really uh, serious uh, sides to to my character. So I think this record is actually, I was trying to be myself when I created this record. Mm-hmm. So how could I not teach other people and children to be themselves and to love themselves if I wasn't doing it myself? Right. And, uh, and this is what happened. We got everything, anything, and... Um, together forever, which is about being a dad and loving your children to Mr. Pickle. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like completely ridiculous. You know? right. So, yeah. Um, and there is a lesson there. We're learning about pickles. Pickles are important. Let's I talk not... about the fermentation process. Yeah. Oh man. What would I do without pickles? I don't even, I don't even know. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give it away. Right. Like the, the, the elevator song we talked about sort of a couple times. It's, hilarious and like it's it's uh amazing and then there's mr pickle and you you got to cardboard man before i did and like the lesson there is real but um so one song i'd love to to hear from you about is the one that i've heard i've heard is your favorite that you've done um which is called so happy and 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 this is like the extended michael and the rock nest monster band, right so so tell me uh tell me a little bit about about that song and and uh what it means to you and who's on it etc yeah that song gets pretty real for me uh, yeah it's about family and 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 the ones you love and life and just being happy within within your paradigm of life you know Mm -hmm. um and what makes it even more real is that my entire family sings on it. I mean, yeah. everyone. I have my parents, thank, thankfully. I have um, my wife, my children, my my nephews, my brothers, uh, uh, 
couple friends, and there's a lot of people on there, mm-hmm. and they're all just saying, I'm happy. And I asked everyone to say, I'm happy. And everyone kind of says, I'm happy their own way. My mother does that. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, she does like an operatic singing. My father's yeah. like, obviously the older gentleman being like, I'm happy. <laughs> and then there's, you know, kids being silly, and my wife is, is the adorable one, of course. Uh-huh. And then and then I asked my 91-year-old aunt, who pretty much raised me, uh, she lived with us growing up as well as my grandfather. Uh, we lived in an Italian household with like everybody, you know, mm-hmm. speaking Italian and everything. And uh, and she, I go, Anto, all you have to do is say, I'm happy. Now you heard this song. Yeah. And and she's like, that was one take, man. Wow. I hit record and I do some of the vocals in my studio and I was in my studio with the family and I hit record and she's like, I'm happy, really happy. And I was just like, Ugh. I looked at my wife. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. one take, and then and then she sang actually the moral of the song at the end. Uh-huh. We played it through once. She did the whole thing, and she goes, "I'm happy." No, are you happy? I'm happy that you're happy. Right, right. And to me, that's the essence of her life. It just makes me want to cry. She, yeah. she's been cooking for me and and taking care of me since I, I was you know changing my diapers. Yeah, and here she is uh, still showing support and. Showing everyone her love in that song, and yeah. she just like that's the song that like everyone needs to latch on to and, and realize that Ancho loves you all. Oh, that's so nice! Wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like, I I got this like blurb about the song, and and I was waiting, you know, like the anticipation to get to that part. Like the whole song is beautiful, and then you get to that part, and it's just like, oh, it's so good. Like the, just the love that comes out of it is so great, and I'm so thrilled to have had the chance to, to hear from you about what that is what, what that song means to you and what family means to you it's an amazing thing so um thanks for saying that man of course of course so the record comes out april 28th um are there summer plans tour plans any of those kinds of things coming up there are uh, not so much as a tour but uh, quite a few shows uh, may mm-hmm. 13th we're having a cd release in new jersey in hoboken new jersey okay a place called uh, mile square theater uh-huh which is pretty pretty awesome space we're going to do some pretty neat stuff there cool and then uh, in in june should I have been prepared to talk about show dates, man? No, it's okay. Just say, how about this? Let's make this even easier. How can we find you to find out about all of these kinds of things coming up? How can we connect with you, et cetera? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Michael and the RocknestMonsters.com is your one stop to check us out. Uh, all, the, all the dates are on there. Uh-huh. We are playing a few shows. We're playing two CD releases, you know, the yeah. one in Hoboken. And then in at uh, Madison Square Park, we're going to have a CD release. Oh, cool. And that's like the sequel. CD release, the sequel. <laughs> awesome. But no, we, we want to do something in Jersey for our Jersey folks and, and in New York for our New York folks. That's why. Cool. Um, that's, that's great. So we're, we're all excited about the new record. Um, can I put you on the spot for two seconds? Let's do it. Okay. So you, uh, you've had this long, long, well, great life in music in, in a variety of different ways. So I would love to hear... Uh, some of your influences, like who who are the ones that that sort of got to you, it, whether it be like shoegazer or big time rock or whatever it is, but like the you know handful, two or three artists that you always come back to, and you're like, I just love this. Um, yeah, that's a big question. It's, it changes as I 
I like throughout my life, like depending on the stage of life. Yeah. Like when I was like really young, I learned how to play drums to ACDC, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. I mean, that was like headphones playing drums. Wow. Um, but then as I got older, I started to get into like reggae and 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 some of the, some of the hippier music. Uh-huh. Like, you know, when I was like late teen, uh, older teens, early twenties, like. Uh, the Grateful Dead, Fish, uh-huh. uh, you know, Toots and the My Towels, you know, I yeah. really, love, I really, to this day, I love Toots. Well, um, he's he's amazing. Uh, if I'm going to sit down right now as an adult and, and listen to music, uh-huh. I do a lot of classical uh-huh. in the mornings as well as spa music, like you would think, like, like, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. Paul, like spa music. Uh, that's what my that's what one of my friends calls it. Trey. He he makes fun of me, but there are artists who do this. You know, uh-huh. uh, Paul Avergino's. You know that guy. I don't. Yeah, I, I've listened to his stuff quite a bit. I like I like to be mellow. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I really like uh, bluegrass. I like Olden in the Way type stuff and everything oh, yeah. that comes. You know, uh, I like uh, Toots a lot, uh-huh. and I like uh, a lot of salsa music. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really listen to a lot of rock and roll anymore. I'm so such, I'm different. Built to Spill is my favorite band ever. Oh, they're good. My they're favorite good. band of really? all time. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. My that wife guy. and I, every time they come tour through Jersey, we're there. Yeah, they, that guy really can play the guitar, and like they write some it. good songs. <laughs> all right, well. Michael, thanks so much. Um, this it was so fun talking to you and and catching a little bit of your enthusiasm for what you're doing. It's uh, it's it's important and it's good. And I can't wait for the record to come out and for people to hear it. Great, me too, man. Michael and the Rockness Monsters, we're ready. You're ready. Could you tell that Michael and I had a good time doing that? It was pretty fun. Chopping it up, as they say. We were chopping it up. I did cut out about five to seven minutes of us talking about the band Fish, because no one needs to hear that. A big thank you to Stephanie Myers from Myers Consulting for connecting me with Michael, and she's connected me with quite a quite a few people as we go. It's nice to have you, Stephanie, as part of Team Good Stuff. I've never said Team Good Stuff before. Bear bear with me. I'll I'll think of a different name. But anyway, thank you so much, Stephanie. I encourage you all to check out kidslisten.org. Find some new podcasts for you and for your family and for your kids. It is great, 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 well-produced podcast for kids and families. Kids deserve something to listen to, too, don't they? I mean, outside of the Good Stuff Kids podcast that I know that they're listening to. Anyhow... Join me. I will be coming back at you this week a little bit later. So stay tuned. Keep your podcast grabber ready to grab the next episode of fresh, hot, and delicious good stuff. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Mike Mason. It's Good Stuff Kids Podcast. www.goodstuffpod.com. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Twitter me a Twitter. Facebook me a Facebook. Instagram me an Instagram. It's all Good Stuff Pod. And now here's Elevator Song by Michael and the Rockness Monsters from their brand new album, Funny Faces, coming out April 28th. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, Michael, what's happening? Nothing much, time for rehearsal. I got us a new space. New space? And it's free. Oh man, free free? space. It's public space, but it's going to be great, man. I mean, if someone comes in, we have to stop playing. We do? Yeah, but we can start again when they leave. Uh, You're really going to like this space. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Press up. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Elevator song, 
Hi, what floor? Um, 12. 12. Hmm. You having a nice day? Yeah. Hmm, good. Is that, a, is that a real fur coat? Oh, no, it's faux. Oh, good. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's your floor. Okay. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Uh, what floor? 19, please. 19. Is is this a full drum set here? Oh, yeah, it looks like it. Guitars? Yep. Bass? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It was a nice I, day outside, huh? Nice day. I, I thought I heard some sound uh, when I was... No, no, oh, oh it's your floor. Huh. Take care. Elevator song, elevator song, elevator song. Elevator song, elevator song. Guys, hey, there's a great taco place here, a great cafe. What? what come on, it's Taco about? Tuesday. Really? What? It's, it's cool. We'll come right. It's Tuesday. What? Come on, man. So let's go. Let's go. We'll be right back. Uh, what? Yeah. Stuff.